0: Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir.
1: I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama... Oh no, the only thing I can say is sex cast. and No, 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 no. <laughs> sex education cast?
0: Sure, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, you, you can say that. Um,
1: Sexual awa- arousal cast? No, it's all bad, Kevin, it's all bad.
0: <laughs> you, you You got yourself stuck into this line of jokes, and that's... For you to deal with, uh, yeah, we're continuing on with Riverdale. We are in the last season, and it is good.
1: Okay, so it's it,
0: it it's still contending with the fact that we have to remember the last six years and the season premiere.
1: I kind of feel like this is what people thought the show was going to be. Yeah. Like when you heard there was going to be an Archie TV show,
0: oh if this was season 1, this is a lot. We wouldn't be doing this podcast. No,
1: this would just be a good <laughs> show that people are watching.
0: Yeah, like it's just it, the characters are so fun. It is it's feels dramatic, but it still has like it has funness to it and the and the whole like grittiness of it feels... Earned? Yeah, feels so earned, and it feels much more like our reference point, the OC.
1: Yeah, it's doing, like... It's also doing, like, the comic book love quadrangle thing. This... Right?
0: Yeah, this feels like Archie comics. Like, this this feels like something you would see in an Archie's comics.
1: Mm -hmm. And honestly, Riverdale, I truly believe you could have done this in... 2017 or whenever 16 like sure. you you could have said it in the modern day and had this fun
0: yeah like I mean no there's still so much fun stuff about it being 1955 that's really they they do a lot lot good gooder job <laughs> <They> <laughs> a, do a lot
1: gooder job <laughs> they do
0: a better job of feeling how feeling out the 1950s and doing stuff about that and it's some stuff that even last episode i think we thought we we made fun of because we're like this seems accidental was entirely on purpose so yeah it's hey <laughs> you 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 pulled it back but i know i just because guess who we haven't seen again tabitha
1: there's no tabitha out, she tabitha. hasn't come back
0: we know she's an angel going around trying to unwind the time, the time frame, time. and
1: I did read an article that told me that this entire show does not take place in the 1950s, yeah. so I know something is coming.
0: We also don't have that weird thing, at least, where when the setup of, you're going to have to right the, the wrongs of the 1955s to oh, create a Riverdale. They're
1: not doing that. They're
0: not doing that. Like There is a sense of, I mean, it's a sense of discovery, but a very... Very real teenage nineteen fifty five feeling version. Yeah. Obviously, I didn't live in nineteen fifty five, but
1: no. But I, if I think about the movie, like, um, oh my god, what is it called? Um, Girl Interrupted. Yeah. Girl Interrupted is from like the nineteen. 19th... Well, it's a nineteen nineties movie that takes place in the nineteen sixties. Well, there's yeah, there's These a lot. Themes are similar. Yeah, to there's that.
0: a lot of media around there, and the themes they hit are pretty. It seems pretty good, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Riverdale, we're complimenting you.
0: Well, let's see if the compliments keep going because this is Riverdale season seven, episode three, sex education. Sex education. Yeah. So in this case, the the title is just another Netflix show.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Netflix.
0: Thanks. <laughs>
1: <All> <laughs> Nailing right. it.
0: All right. Uh, so we pick up, honestly, in a way that is not exactly what I expected. Uh, everyone's actually quite calm about this, but Ethel arrived covered in blood, and they're S- they're just treating her like a person whose parents were murdered. Yeah. It's not weird. They're not weirdly aggressive on her immediately.
1: No, some adults have just taken her aside. Yeah to talk to her.
0: Yeah, so she claims uh that the milkman mm-hmm. killed her her parents and uh, Betty
1: does point out the milkman is 70.
0: Yeah, and so does and so does uh the our our police chief. Oh, which I don't know if we mentioned this. Keller's back to being police chief. Keller. Yeah.
1: We've reset. Yeah. Can I before we get too far into this episode, I just have to yeah. get something off my chest. I cannot tell the difference between featherhead and Dr. Wetzler. Werther. Werther.
0: Oh, I mean I can. One's a turtle and one's evil
1: face. They both seem like evil turtles to me. <laughs> I can only tell them I can only tell them apart when they're together.
0: If, okay, here's here's how to tell them apart. Um, if he looks like he is really, really close to uh skinning you alive, that's Dr. Werther. If it seems like he's really interested in eating a leaf. That's, uh, that's our old friend, uh, Principal Featherhead.
1: So who is in this scene?
0: Uh, it does not matter. Probably both of them. Now, uh, in a weird sense, um, I mean, I guess I go very fast. Uh, Alice has decided that Ethel will stay at their house. And I want to mention something very quickly. The description for this episode mentioned this plot point. It, it said sure Alice. did. <laughs> it's not a plot point. Nope. If not, not Alice will never interact with with Ethel at all in this episode.
1: But there will be some tension between Alice and Hal.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because uh, also I don't, hey I don't read. Myself um, uh, Ethel is also still in her bloody dress.
1: Yeah, it takes them way too <laughs> all, long to all, get Ethel more clothes. Yeah,
0: all the way to Betty's place, but Betty's like, hey, I'll give you some clothes. Because She's standing in Betty's bedroom room, still in the bloody
1: dress and for reasons that will not be explained and will never be explained yeah. polly's not there
0: yeah she exists
1: and she should no no
0: duh, um, that's a question I'm no sorry. she does
1: exist because betty says that her older sister like ethel's gonna stay in her older sister's room.
0: Or maybe she's in college
1: yes because that's in where she should have been the first season of riverdale they were sophomores but in this season of Riverdale, they're juniors. Is that,
0: is that higher or lower? Higher. Okay.
1: And Polly and Jason were supposed to be in grade twelve when the rest of the kids were in grade ten. Even though <laughs> Jason and Cheryl are twins, I
0: thought I thought they mentioned also in one episode that Polly was off at college anyway. So Polly's off somewhere, and that's where Ethel is going to say Betty does some um, consoling. Well, Jughead wonders why does the milkman story sound so familiar and over to the pile of comics
1: in his train car. In his
0: train car, and one of them is about a murdering milkman. So, this does throw up questions, honestly.
1: It does. I
0: I we at last episode <laughs> This is funny. Uh we talked about this in the middle of the um, <laughs> home uh home housekeeping. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I made a joke that why would we reference this? So, I guess that's egg on my face. Uh, but <laughs> uh, I thought that it was going to be that they were going to immediately suspect Ethel because she has a deranged mind. That's right. She um, was drawing but, but in it's, class. But it's going to be like very clearly not her. Yeah. It's not very clearly not her. Here's it's, the... I don't think it's her. I don't
1: think it's her because I have always on this show suspected Ethel and it has only been Ethel once.
0: But it's not very clearly, not her. No,
1: it she, could she, be her.
0: It 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 could be. Uh, so this moves us on to Cheryl, who is sitting. No, she's actually not. She's in another room. But uh, Penelope is upset because Cheryl ha- is painting portraits of just naked women. Of
1: course, she is. <laughs> just... Hey, article writer from last episode. Cheryl is clearly into women. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. She's
1: just repressed because it's the 1950s. Yeah.
0: I mean, they wrote that on this, this season premiere and we can all ignore the season <laughs> premiere. Uh, Uh, So Penelope seeing this painting of naked women is. Not happy. Oh, no, she is. She thinks that it's time that Cheryl got a boyfriend.
1: And so Penelope will do the only thing that Penelope can do, which is turn two (laughs) twins against each other. Yeah,
0: so she's going to tell Juliet, it's your job to get Cheryl a boyfriend. And he's going to, he kind of acts like he's threatened by this, but she, she just says, do it. And I guess we know Penelope uh, clearly if he if he says no she'll like
1: beat him yeah lock him in a room yeah hit him
0: with the she'll gaslight him uh which they should know what that term is now it's the movie it's is true. the movie it pretty much just came out
1: the movie did come out
0: mm-hmm. uh this moves right into school time
1: where uh Veronica desperately needs to talk to Archie because remember last episode when I thought maybe her motivation was no boys ever.
0: I, I I can see it potentially leading there, but I mean, obviously, she has to go through a journey. She has; she's not over Archie.
1: She's not over Archie because she's so...
0: probably never been hit, turned down before.
1: So she's like, "Hey, Archie, my excuse for conversation is: Do you know the girl who murdered her parents?"
0: Archie's <laughs> like, "No."
1: Also, she probably didn't.
0: <laughs> it's it, it is a. It's, it is a bad start to a conversation, but r- weirdly enough, it, it was endearing. Right? Just being like, "So crazy murders, huh? Do you like me?"
1: And Archie's like, "Look, dude, you're a handful, and I'm a sweet, simple boy that can't handle that." I,
0: I don't. I don't think I can date you. It's just, it's a lot. I was very distracted in the scene because the sign right behind them <laughs> said, "Join." etymology club it's the (laughs) b's d's and i I paused the episode (laughs) to laugh (laughs) because that's legitimately funny and it's
1: so it's so archie (laughs) comics it's it's, it's just right in the background
0: slightly blurry
1: god it's Uh, good
0: so um (laughs) Yeah, Archie's like, no, I don't really want to do this. This moves into some discussion between uh, the turtle and Dr. Werther's.
1: Where they're like, oh, Featherhead's like, oh no, do we interrupt school because of a murder? Oh,
0: no, this scene is amazing because it's these two grown men just being, just like, once again, this girl, from their perspective, just had her parents murdered. Yeah. And their worry is... Well, what what do we do about school?
1: Well, look, Worthers knows what's what to do because he's a doctor. He thinks they should just continue with the status quo. Which I mean, he's not wrong.
0: He's not wrong. Like, you you should keep an eye out, obviously, for if anyone is troubled. going through. A situation and maybe Ethel, but they care very little about Ethel. They're entirely worried about other things.
1: And Worthers does say they shouldn't carry on with the status quo in the creepiest oh, way. Oh, no, you could. everything
0: about this nothing the the actor who's doing Dr. Werthers, the nothing about this scene is necessarily insidious, but every line he ever gives is so ins like literally like, well, what's on the What's on the docket for this week, which is a weird, like, a lot of things. Yeah, what do you mean at school? It's
1: school, every class has a different curriculum they're delivering.
0: But what is brought up by the receptionist, um, she says, oh, they're, we're doing the state-mandated or state-approved. Yeah, I can't sexual education. And just like, ah, oh, well. I will give the sex education. Like why is that so upsetting to me?
1: Also, we Wha- know that Dr. Doily is the science teacher. Let Dr. Doily do it. You know, wh- it might not be better. It might <laughs> <You know, laughs>
0: be worse. You know, the child psycho- the weird child psychologist is, is doing it. It's not it it's so it's not weird that he's that he's doing it. It's weird that he decides I now have to volunteer to do it and he does it in such a weird way. Because
1: there's trauma, I have to talk to Talk to teenagers about sex.
0: Like, (laughs) that's how he frames it. And nothing will really come out of this. No. It's so upsetting. Speaking of upsetting.
1: (laughs) Okay, so Julian is going to wander. I don't know. They're in the locker room. No, I mean, I know why he picks Archie. But he's going to wander up to Archie and be like, so, I guess you can't handle the roller coaster that's Veronica Lodge.
0: I think he... He does seem to just he he taunts him. I think thinking that Archie was the one who was like told no. I don't think it's until later he figures out that
1: Archie told Veronica no. Yeah,
0: because he's like, well, <laughs> well, mm, uh, tough luck about Veronica, and Archie's like, yeah, man, tough luck about Veronica. Uh, um,
1: but Julian's goal in this scene is to stop Archie from dating the girl that he likes. By tricking Archie into dating his twin sister by implying, by insinuating that she is a loose woman who likes to sleep with college students,
0: it is hilariously uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> you know what? It's were, it just was so bad. But it's it so funny. Yo, it's
0: it's funny. It's funny because he's clearly a sociopath. Like, <laughs> I mean, the the problem is that he's clearly Reggie. He's so clearly Reggie. And if he wasn't Cheryl's. It's like they wrote this episode both using and not using that Julian
1: is Cheryl's brother. Did
0: they originally have the actor who played Reggie and then he like dropped out for some reason? Okay, can
1: I tell you? I read an article about this because I was finally just like, where the F is Reggie? Uh,
0: I was going to let the mystery stand, but go ahead.
1: Okay, so Roberto was like, oh, well, you know... Charles Melton, he's just, he's so in demand, and he keeps signing up for these different projects. He he was in
0: Shazam 2.
1: Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. Because you don't use him. That's the same, that's how you lost first Reggie.
0: Yeah, he, like, they they don't use Reggie, and then the actor goes, fine, I guess I'll go into 13 Reasons Why. I guess I'll go into Shazam 2, and they're like, well, now we don't have Reggie anymore.
1: But, this is my R- Roberto voice, yeah. we already had an idea in mind. They're Not doing yet. a thing with a different school with the Hurricanes or the humdrums or the, I, I don't, I didn't care as much about this article. But there's a different school who will be the enemies of Riverdale because they've never done that storyline before.
0: Yeah. And
1: Reggie's going to be over there, I assume, reading between the lines. But they say it's their idea. They said, oh, we want Reggie to be over there anyway. No, because
0: Julian is so aggressively Reggie. Yeah. Him him being like, hey, you should date Cheryl instead of Veronica is such a Reggie move to Mm -hmm. be like, especially like this gritty version where he's like, oh, yeah, I heard that she's easy. She's she Open dates
1: minded. Co- yeah,
0: she's dating college guys means that she like she know she knows a, a lot about sex, and it's just so weird coming from Julian talking about his sister. It really is. But I mean, hey, that's the blossoms. Uh, okay. M- so remember, remember the blossom family tree is a straight line.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna go outside of the school, where hey, costume designer, uh Tony Topaz is no longer a guidance counselor. <laughs> <Well, laughs> she's still dressed like a guidance counselor with a serpent jacket on. Well,
0: yeah, well she dresses like a cool guidance counselor. Remember, she's also supposed to be a beatnik.
1: I'm just saying she should be wearing some pants. Where are her pants?
0: Yeah. Maybe pants are a step too far for even uh Even Tony Topaz in the 1950s.
1: Riverdale High School lets Veronica wear a completely strapless dress with a tie as a strap, but Tony Topaz can't wear pants.
0: Did you wear that at school? Yeah. Uh, So this will begin a chain of scenes, which I absolutely love, uh, where it will begin with this. Tony will invite Cheryl to the dark room because there's going to be a performance. It takes so long for us to, to... understand that this is beat poetry. Oh, we yeah. hear performance. Open mic. Then we hear poetry. And I'm like, oh, it took you a long time to get there.
1: And because this is Riverdale, I assume they were missing a song from like...
0: Oh, yeah. no, I was, A
1: movie that hadn't come out yet. I
0: assume there's going to be a performance. Uh, but she invites Cheryl. Cheryl's like, no, I will never go to the dark room. And then and, we meet a character named Lizzo.
1: And this woman named Lizzo... Is not a high school student.
0: She's a dropout.
1: She's a dropout. She could still be
0: high school age. She could have dropped out like sure a week I sure hope ago. she is. I think she probably is.
1: God, this show's track record with teenagers not dating adults is poor, though.
0: <laughs> it's reasonable enough that she could be like a, like, she just didn't come back this year. Um, anyway, anyway, Lizzo. She's, she's into Tony.
1: And she thinks that Tony only tries to date squares, a.k.a. Tony only tries to date straight women. <laughs>
0: uh, which is like, come on, Tony, have better respect for yourself. Yeah. Um, the This is definitely a setup of a character. It's pretty cool because she says that Tony is, she, I can't remember what the term she uses, but she's jealous.
1: Yeah, she's jealous. Yeah,
0: she. Tony, Lizzo's going to a- attack Cheryl, right?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, cool. yeah. Eventually. Yeah. But first... Uh, oh, I don't say this very quickly. Lizzo looks way too close to Midge as well.
1: Yep, it's confusing, L- later, especially later in later the Later Midge will
0: appear, but I'm like, is that Lizzo?
1: Um, can I just say, I am furious. The fury is in my toes <laughs> that Midge is back on the show and, and not, there's no Moose. No Moose. Justice for Moose. Even
0: though Moose de- appears more than Midge did. <laughs>
1: Where where is my moose and Kevin Keller Endgame show? I don't know. I don't Give it know. to me.
0: Uh, well, it's not that because Kevin is straight up avoiding Betty, and so he ducks in the music room, which obviously is where Clay is. Of
1: course, it is. <laughs> Clay's known to be a band person.
0: Yeah, that's where he met him last time. He's I, he has a trumpet. Now this leads into the most Jane Austen Pride <laughs> and Prejudice stuff I've ever seen. Literally, Clay is like, hey. Uh, I'm doing this open mic of the dark room. You should come. And as he hands the brochure over, his and Kevin's hands like brush. slightly brush. There's a music cue and they both go.
1: <sighs> and then Kevin's like, no, I'm going to take Betty to the seven-year itch. Yeah. Except maybe I should bring Betty
0: to the dark room. <laughs> um, Clay speaks. You said something you need to know about Clay. People out there, let me introduce you to Clay. Clay speaks only and exclusively in innuendo. It's true. <laughs> Every line he says is two things, and one of them is how much he wants to have sex with Kevin.
1: Look, never has one character on this show wanted to sleep with another <laughs> other character on this show more.
0: And and, and does it in such these ways because he's like after he's like oh well maybe Betty will want to go to poetry. She's like yeah she won't regret it. And neither will you. And away <laughs> he goes. So um, carrying on trends, Archie goes to ask Cheryl out to see the seven-year itch.
1: But Cheryl's busy painting a se- sexy painting of a sexy lady. <laughs> it's, the same, it's the same
0: one from her house. And it literally is just like a woman getting out of a bath covered in- with bubbles over her Ar- delicate parts.
1: Archie's kind of like, oh, ah. cool. <laughs>
0: it's a cool drawing right there.
1: I like that.
0: You want to go? (laughs) So she's. I've already seen it. I don't want to go, but where we can go, is to the dark room.
1: They're doing a poetry reading, and she goes, "Whoa! I write poetry." Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. And then
0: he leaves, and he looks back at the painting, and then in a then. (laughs)
1: <laughs> in yet again, another scene. Julian asks
0: Veronica out to the seven-year itch. I This is the referencing I like because <laughs> they just looked up like, okay, what famous movie came out? <laughs> oh, seven-year itch came out like Perfect. two months earlier. Cool. Everyone just asking everybody out to the seven-year itch. So he has her out. She's like, no, I will not.
1: And then she finds out that, that Archie <laughs> is taking Cheryl to the dark room. So she's
0: like... All right, yeah, let's go to the dark room. That's where we're
1: going, Julian.
0: And this is why Julian is so Reggie. He knows what that was. He knows what just happened there, but he's still, like, got a chance.
1: Oh, I still got that money. I'm going to buy her (sighs) so many coffees.
0: (laughs) So um, (laughs) that sequence of events is now finished.
1: And while that was going on, Sheriff Keller, Daddy Keller... Did detective work, he, which very rarely happens no, on this uh, show. To be
0: fair, he took a while to do it. He was like Ethel said, "I think the milkman killed my family." And he's like, "Well, we'll let him rest and we'll bring him in after his." He is seventy. Yeah. Uh, and so he he did. He interrogated the milkman, I guess. And then when Jughead goes into check Ethel, she's like, "Oh, it wasn't that milkman? But it was a milkman. Someone dressed like a milkman."
1: Okay, Ethel, I'm sorry. Like. Not that I I want to like cast aspersions, but like in this small town, as if you don't know what Willie looks like, (laughs) Ethel. I mean, you knew that man in your house was not Willie. I mean,
0: it was dark, and it was.
1: But as soon as he came in to talk to Sheriff Keller, she was like, "Oh,
0: well, yeah, because now she saw him in the light." Um. So, but she she is the only one, and will consistently bring this up. She's the first one to say, "What if they suspect me?"
1: Jughead's like, they couldn't.
0: It just makes her more suspicious. I still don't think it's her because I think it would be too obvious.
1: And like I say, I always think Ethel's the bad guy. (laughs) And Ethel Um, has only once been kind of the bad guy.
0: But she's worried because she drew an image and she showed it to Jughead of essentially her feeding her parents into a meat grinder. And that could be like a sign of her disturbed
1: mind. I mean, you Perhaps know what? She wishes her parents were hey, dead.
0: Yeah. Hey, for small town, 1950s, um, let's just say anywhere in the Western yeah. world, that's probably just enough, about enough evidence to, uh, convict a, Poor, unfortunate child. Well,
1: and like, I honestly am impressed the show had the restraint of not having had her draw a cover where she murdered her parents (laughs) exactly the way they were murdered in her house. Um, Like, good for you, show.
0: (laughs) So this is sort of interesting. I want to note it. I want to point out they did the flashback and they show the scene where he actually looks at it. I specifically remember this because I didn't mention last episode because it didn't really matter. But there is a scene where... She's like, look at this. And he goes, oh, that's cool art. And we don't see the art. And I just thought, oh, they We don't need to see well, it. Well, yeah, they didn't do art because they don't want to show how good the art is. Or they didn't yeah. have it done or something. But then later we do see her art. But in this scene, it's the same scene. But we do see the art, which makes me, this is just me thinking things. I'm like, so was the art wasn't done and they did a uh, an insert? Or did they decide to hide it for some reason? It's not a big enough reveal for it to like suddenly reveal what was the art he was looking at. <laughs> so that's that's just a weird thing. Anyway. Anyway uh, she wants Jughead to go to her house to get the drawing.
1: Well, speaking of her house, um Betty is sneaking out to go to the ye old poetry night yep. and her mother's like, no poetry for you. Not <laughs> oh, unless oh, you go to no. Ethel not unless you go to you Ethel's go. house and get her one or two changes of clothing first.
0: She's too covered in blood. She's far too covered in blood. I can't have her walking around my house covered in blood. So, so- I, I, would, I I, was like, Alice, don't send your daughter to the murder house. Yeah. But I'm like, I mean, I guess that's pretty low on the worst things Alice has done.
1: Okay, but there are two adults who live in this home who only work for 15 minutes in the nighttime yeah. who could have gone there all day while the kids were at school. Yeah.
0: At worst, this is negligent. She's done worse things.
1: You're not wrong.
0: So, uh, this almost leads to a collision because Jughead Jughead goes there to find the drawing. The drawing and and the
1: drawing Ethel told him is in her hope chest, which is a creepy hope chest.
0: It's also, however, there's also the comic with the murder milkman. Uh, Jughead will explain later that actually was quite a popular comic. Yeah, everyone read it. It's just a comic where a guy dressed up as a milkman and murders people, which got me thinking this is the unfortunate thing about having to reflect on the last six years of the show is <laughs> I'm like, are the comics coming to life? Is that because
1: the th-? they have done that before? No, wait, the comic books were N- no, real. No, no, that was
0: them. When, when he made the comic books, they were, he was thinking of things from an alternate dimension. Um, but that's the problem. Like, I mean, I guess you don't have to necessarily say it's a problem, but if this was just the second episode of a regular show, I wouldn't even be thinking of, Oh, Maybe the comics came to life and killed her parents. No,
1: you would start to think like, okay, who did they show us reading the comic? Comic? Will we look for the comic in other people's homes throughout the season? Yeah,
0: um, so that's what that one is. But as he finds it, there's a noise. Ooh. And it's Betty, and Betty finds a different book.
1: So Betty does get some clothes, but she also... So you know the Kingsley theory of sexuality. Kin- Kinsey. Kinsey.
0: This is the... Kingsley.
1: Yeah, I know I wrote Kingsley because, every time. Because, because Kingsley's.
0: No, no, because Kingsley's what they did in the show. Yeah. Kinsey is the real world one.
1: So Kinsey, you know, the spectrum of sexuality. Yeah. How you can either be one hundred percent straight, one hundred percent gay, and most people are somewhere they, in between. They
0: actually won't touch they won't... on the scale at all. They touch all the other things that mm-hmm. Kinsey wrote about in this one. Uh though considering where it leaves off, I Ooh. think maybe uh, but yeah, Betty finds this. Um,
1: um, <laughs> and it she's is
0: very interested in it immediately.
1: So the show will focus on Betty and the rest of the characters. I'm curious about the Ethel of it all.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It does like everything we know about Ethel how why how did she have this book?
1: Because her parents are so strict. yeah.
0: I mean, I guess she was hiding all her comics. These are one thing I'll say about her parents. Her parents clearly don't search her room like like Alice did. So, hey. They're not th- that strict. One one win in the dead parents column.
1: You know, honestly, that's something, an argument we should make. <laughs> Betty hasn't killed her parents.
0: Betty has not killed her parents.
1: And Ethel's parents are uh, way less strict.
0: But, so, uh, but But way more threatening. That's true. Depending on the – I mean, also – I mean, I know her dad is a serial killer, but that scene was very threatening.
1: I was going to say, like, how dark is Dark Betty Yeah, (laughs) if she hasn't killed her parents yet? We
0: cannot relitigate that. We we can't do the Dark Betty thing again. Uh, What we can do, however, is beat poetry –
1: Oh, we forgot to say at the end of the scene, Jughead does hide the comic book oh, yes. under a mattress. He
0: hides the comic book and he hides the um, picture under his mattress.
1: I'm going to be real. Should have destroyed them. I thought it was Ethel's mattress. I must have looked down when he <laughs> arrived in his home. <laughs> oh because for this entire episode, <laughs> I thought he shoved it under Ethel's mattress. And I was like, Jughead. Wait.
0: He left through the window before Betty got there.
1: I was writing notes. I missed it. it,
0: Do you think he was hiding under the bed while Betty was looking around? Okay. (laughs) I mean, that could have been fun.
1: I figured it out later when I rewound it. (laughs) Like the fact that you,
0: you looked down while he climbed out the window. Okay, so this leads up to some beat poetry. Clay does some beat poetry. There's um, varying amounts of interest. Okay,
1: so what's hilarious is his poetry is clearly about the Civil Rights Movement. Yes, And Betty, Kevin, and Archie are all like, I don't get it. <laughs> well,
0: I mean, Kevin's very into it. He but does Kevin say, does
1: tell Betty she doesn't have to understand He it. says,
0: it's art, Betty. It doesn't have to mean anything. <laughs> and Archie's just like, but his poetry didn't rhyme. Which... <laughs> Which is precious. Because, yeah, Art's <laughs> like, but but all the poems my dad wrote rhymed. This poetry didn't rhyme. I
1: wrote one poem for Veronica and it rhymed.
0: Yeah, uh, this is followed up by Tony's Beat Poetry. Mm-hmm. Tony's Beat Poetry is...
1: Is a dance.
0: Yes.
1: With words. It's
0: highly sexual. It's very and sexual. And I think it makes Cheryl... Orgasm.
1: Yeah, because she keeps asking for the listener to take her, and boy, and
0: Cheryl makes a sound.
1: Yeah, Cheryl wants to take her.
0: This is very coolly shot, though. Like they do this thing where they give, uh, like it's very stylized. We get like Cheryl with like this light across her eyes, and just her and and Tony, and it's I, I'm I am so much more into the 1955 romance between. Cheryl and Tony that I have that I'm just trying to ignore the previous six years
1: so here's the thing with the 1950s romance Mm -hmm. there are actual conflicts like there are actual barriers between the two of them that Cheryl didn't make up based on her abusive nature yes
0: yeah yeah, yeah, like the, and and they're they're cute. It's fun that Tony is very um forward. I I hope honestly that we get like a weird pushback where so, some someone's just like Tony, you need to chill out. She is dealing with stuff. You can't keep doing this to her.
1: Look at her brother.
0: You're, yeah, you're clearly like th- th- it's worth mentioning that like Cheryl goes through a lot this episode that is instigated by Tony's Interest, And I'm not going to blame Tony entirely for that because no. she's not aware of all the things that are going on there. But like.
1: This might be the first time ever I felt bad yeah, this for Cheryl Blossom.
0: 1955 Cheryl and 1955 Tony is very interesting and I enjoy it. And uh, Tony makes Cheryl feel things, so Cheryl needs to leave.
1: <laughs> and she needs Archie to drive her home.
0: Yes. So so
1: he does. Yeah. And he walks her to her creepy old house. He's like, have a good night. And then she kisses him for all the wrong reasons. And yeah. he, it just feels really bad for yeah, both I've, of these two sweet, dumb kids. But
0: it's like, it's such a good things going on because Cheryl's clearly like, she's going through a lot. She's trying. She's like she's essentially trying to be who people are telling her to be and not because they're like you know throwing her into conversion therapy and things no, like that like she's, she's just
1: trying to conform she, to society. Yeah,
0: and she's and it's much more of an internal struggle versus um, what we got in the modern day one which was a lot more of an external struggle. Yeah. Uh I mean on and on Archie's side poor guy goes from a girl who played with him to being a beard. <laughs>
1: And he, he doesn't know. Like, Julian told yeah. him, Cheryl wants to date you, yeah. and well, she's no, easy. No, no to-, no,
0: to be fair. He didn't tell her Cheryl wants to date you. He told her that Cheryl's easy, and he's a horny young boy.
1: Well, <laughs> and and but, also, he's, but he's
0: also, I'll tell you, say this. I want to say this for everyone out there. Yeah. Yes, he's he is definitely pursuing Cheryl because he heard, oh, she's experienced with sex. He's not
1: pushy. No, and so I think the big thing with Archie, because he brings this up, um... Earlier with Julian where he's like, yeah. well, Cheryl w- wouldn't want to date me. She's never had a steady boyfriend. Yeah. Archie has also never had a girlfriend. Yeah. Archie doesn't know what he's doing. And I think. I think
0: he's just attracted to someone who like he believes. Who's experienced. experienced. Someone,
1: someone who can teach him. Yeah. And help him. Yeah. Because he's a sweet, dumb boy. And
0: this could have easily been very gross. It could have been very mm-hmm. like sex comedy, which I'm going to admit it wouldn't be the bad thing. It depends on like what, how he reacts to things. It's fine. It's fine to want to have sex. Yeah. Um, but he is, throughout all of this, very, very sweet. She kisses him for, like, the wrong reason. Yeah. But...
1: but he doesn't seem to want to date Cheryl because she's easy. He seems to want to date Cheryl because she's experienced. Yeah. And she'll help him. And it's
0: a really hard line to follow. And I think they do a very good job of it. Um, and then this is followed by a fever dream. As Betty, remember last episode when Betty couldn't describe her emotions? Yeah, she was like, I felt a stirring, and we're like, it feels like she was raised in a bunker.
1: She She was raised in a
0: bunker. The first thing she goes to in that Kingsley book um, is arousal. She does not know what sexual arousal is. And I'm gonna tell you this Betty is a quick learner,
1: so Betty reads that the book. The entire book. And then we get
0: a dream sequence of like it's it's like the jungle and everyone's making out and a lot of people make out with Archie specifically. It's so perfect Archie comic stuff.
1: Tony dances in the background mm-hmm. and it starts with the people kissing the people they should be kissing. Yeah. Like Betty Acor- kisses according Kevin. to you
0: know societal yeah. rules.
1: Um Archie kisses Cheryl Julian kisses Veronica. But then then it gets mixy, twisty. Cheryl
0: Cheryl makes out with Tony. Clay and Kevin are making out. And then it ends uh, with uh, Betty and Archie. Ooh. Ooh.
1: Uh,
0: And then she wakes up. And then she wakes up.
1: And she's like, oh, no. Something (gasps) has woman within me. Yeah. uh, Something has changed within me. Yeah. Something is not the same. Yes,
0: she is defying... uh, (laughs) Virginity. So Kevin really liked the dark room. Uh, really he didn't liked really it. care for Tony's thing, but he thought Clay was awesome. And Betty was like, "No, Tony's thing was v- very sexual." And he's like, "Was it?" I didn't know.
1: And Betty's like, "I am suspicious about this, but also distracted." I'm
0: gonna. I'm just gonna assume Betty skipped over about the um the the range of sexuality thing and went immediately for arousal. <laughs>
1: Um, anyway, And then Archie and Cheryl enter and they're holding mm. hands and Archie's like, a girl kissed me! A girl! <laughs> she kissed me!
0: Yeah, Julian's a bit too into it, but he he's doing this because once Archie's out of the way, he thinks he can date Veronica. Once sure. again, pure Reggie move. Pure, unadulterated Reggie move.
1: Honestly, this show would be better if there was Reggie and Julian. And if Julian was Jason. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh because you could then you could have Juliet and try, have Archie not want to have Archie not date his sister.
1: They could team up to try to get Archie away from Veronica. Ooh. But then Reggie went too far.
0: No. Instead we have to see more of Dr. Werther's once again being weirdly threatening when he describes everyone's faces as sweaty. He yep. says, I see all your sweaty faces are ready for sex education.
1: And then he's going to teach them about sex education in the worst way possible.
0: Using flowers and bees. Yep. And hey, you know what? This Doing this is a great show. Like They, they really showed this pretty well because he does that. And there's immediately cuts to them all being like, I didn't understand any of that. Because, yeah, using those metaphors doesn't help. No. Like, he literally has he has scientific diagrams of flowers and nothing he says in the beginning. He's like, well, they use the petals in this to uh, attract things. And it's I'm like, this is not going to help kids. Not but helpful, Werther. But there. Fortunately, fortunately, Betty read her entire book.
1: And Veronica Unfortunately. is from L.A. So she's going to hold a makeout party. Yeah,
0: well, she's like, because Betty's like, if you want to, I can teach you things from the book uh, Veronica's Veronica's like no 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 we can't teach about sex you just gotta do sex <laughs> veronica is so horny for archie she wants other people to have sex
1: because if other people are having sex then she can have sex
0: <laughs> yeah it is a ill thought through plan but an amazing perfect Ver- 1955 veronica well- plan
1: and so, honestly, like, I was making fun of the show because I was like, remember when Veronica wasn't supposed to hang out with boys? <laughs> this is the perfect excuse. Yeah. This is a unisex... Unisex? Nope.
0: I would say this is not the perfect excuse. I think I think you shouldn't hang out at a bar. She's like, I didn't hang out with boys. We had a sex party. That's different, <laughs> But mother. that's the thing.
1: She'd be like, Mother, there were boys and girls. It was a party for everyone. It was a boy.
0: It was a girl party. And that's fine. <laughs> a unisex uh, party? Yeah. Oh, Aaron. Yeah. I wonder if she paid off smithers anyway so it's a it it's <laughs> it's gross but considering like it, it was led up to very well um and it was fine until jughead Makes said
1: the grossest analogy that any analogy has ever been on yes, the show i
0: will i will say it to you now verbatim and i will not look anyone in the eyes
1: oh please don't because uh, i am your sister yes
0: so As this is going on and Veronica has, like, she specifically wants to make sure that Archie is there. Uh Then Jughead says, in that moment, before our very eyes, Veronica Lodge became a Georgia O'Keeffe Lotus Mm -hmm. and Archie. A hapless bumblebee. Mm -hmm. And that is the most upsetting thing Jughead has ever said. And this man has described murder.
1: (laughs) Especially because the backdrop to this monologue is not people. It is flowers and bees.
0: a flower blooming and then just a bee sitting there. Just like... Oh. So Betty is very excited about the makeout party.
1: And Veronica is a feminist. She's like, no, Betty, the party is about our pleasure, not boys' pleasure. <laughs> and Betty's like, yeah. But no
0: one gets pleasure in my relationship.
1: But I read a book about it. Yeah,
0: I I know, Veronica, I have a book. Unfortunately, Cheryl has been listening in, and I'm unclear on If she came in with them or if they came in and she was already there, because Veronica just says, I'm going to sleep with Archie. That is her goal. And Cheryl storms out, storms out,
1: looks askance and then leaves.
0: Um, And she storms right out to outside the um, school where once again, Tony's hanging out in the only place she hangs out. By the bike racks.
1: Except for this one other scene in this episode where she is in the school. <laughs>
0: yeah. So um she tries to ask by the and Cheryl says like, I, I I didn't like it. I definitely didn't arrive. Uh and she and doesn't whole, like, buy the whole Archie thing.
1: Exactly. Tony's like, Cheryl, don't pretend to be someone you're not.
0: Th- this is the scene where I said it was a bit too pushy on Tony's side. Like, mm-hmm. Cheryl, this is the scene where Cheryl is most clearly. Dealing with things. And I think Tony is a bit too horny.
1: Especially (laughs) because, like, I know they are teenagers in adult bodies. But it's been, like, 48 hours since these two women met.
0: (laughs) Yeah. um, And and I want to clarify. I'm fine with it because they're they're teens. They're teens who are being disrespectful because teens don't always think these things through. Tony has feelings for Cheryl. And she's not considering Cheryl's feelings.
1: But teens can behave badly. And for our, I guess, potential teen (laughs) listeners, you should be more empathetic about other people's given circumstances. You're not the main character.
0: So remember how Kevin got advice from Alice. And Alice said, you just got to pin her. And if you pin her, she'll be happy. She won't want anything else. That was wrong.
1: Yeah. Because Betty's
0: like, hey, 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 Kevin, we're going to have sex.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately <laughs> for Kevin and Alice, Betty has had a sexual awakening. Yeah. And she does want more. She wants Kevin to prove that he loves her.
0: Yep. So he's like, we're going to have sex. I'm going to have sex with my boyfriend at the makeout party. And Kevin's like, oh. <laughs> no. Look,
1: I'm not encouraging teenagers to have sex but like 16 seems very reasonable to me.
0: Well I mean yeah if you're with, yeah be like be careful to do all those things like this. It's fine to have sexual or it's as I said earlier, it's fine to want to have sex with people. Uh, this leads into a scene where a Jughead was apparently called into, I guess, the principal's office with the turtle, Dr. Worthers, and our good friend, the sheriff.
1: And the sheriff, I guess, mm. got a tip that Jughead was seen breaking into yeah. Ethel's house. A,
0: a mayor, a, a neighbor saw him because they just saw a person in a crown and was like, that's Jughead Jones, the only person in town who wears yeah. a crown.
1: Jughead, if you're gonna <laughs> at least like 2023, Jughead wore a toque.
0: I mean, he went there pretty late at night. He was probably like, "Ah, oh, the olds are asleep." Nah,
1: no. no, they weren't.
0: He was caught, um, and so
1: they think that Ethel is his girlfriend.
0: I this this is a uh, not a twist, not a twist, a development I didn't expect, and I quite enjoy. So they suspect that like Jughead and Ethel are, are like a, Yeah, and are like a teen murder couple
1: yeah they're like a said, Nancy except teenagers yeah because Jughead is a weirdo loser
0: <laughs> yeah Werthers, Werther's is so mean and he's like well because you're like an odd duck and Jughead's like no I'm not I'm going to a party with cool kids and Dr. Werther's is like yeah sure you are as if <laughs> what? <laughs> what you're a what child kind of psychologist that that? what So, I love how this, how Jughead has to go to the party. Like, clearly everyone has to go to this party. And Jughead's setup was like, well, I'm not a murderer, so I guess I have to go to this party.
1: Despite the fact that he is Archie's best friend, so there would be a reasonable alternative excuse if they wanted.
0: Yeah, but he didn't want to go to the party. No, he
1: didn't want to make That's That's true. He was in the episode. And they said earlier want, yeah. when Veronica was like makeup party. And
0: he said, I don't want to go to this party. People who weren't even in that scene are invited to this party, so uh meanwhile we gotta we gotta check these things out more because Kevin meets Clay in the locker room, a man made of innuendo.
1: Okay, so this scene literally makes zero sense. He walks
0: in, Clay, and he says, I love a long lingering shower. Which is not a sexual line.
1: But but, it is.
0: But it is.
1: So during this scene, Clay will reveal to Kevin Keller that he is gay.
0: Clay, being the man who is constructed entirely out of double meaning, does just say... I'm into boys. He and, makes no... He he does Yeah, not, th-
1: there's no bones about it. There is no innuendo. And that's
0: really brave of Clay. Nineteen fifty.
1: 1950, 1955... 1955,
0: he came up to a guy he met like two days ago.
1: And he's black. Yeah. So now he is gay and black. Yeah. Which like sucks in 1955. Now,
0: admittedly on Clay's part, he definitely felt the vibes.
1: Oh, oh he, yeah. The he, vibes are there. He
0: knows that Kevin is probably gay, maybe bisexual. Very
1: closeted.
0: But... As opposed to perhaps Tony, he just goes, "I'm gay. Do with that as you will."
1: And then he says, "So as you know, it is 1955. I am now a gay black man. Maybe don't tell people."
0: Kevin's like, "Yeah," and this is how Clay knows Kevin's gay because Kevin goes, "Yeah. Okay. Well, see you around." And then touches him on the chest, <laughs> the bare the, the the, the pectoral wet muscle and then leaves and
1: (laughs) And clay's like i made a good choice i'm
0: i'm into clay he's he's
1: he is uh, confident he He is who he is he's
0: very good with double speak (laughs) um and yeah he's not pushing kevin no he just lets kevin know i'm into this so you uh let me know.
1: So like breadcrumbing is a bad thing in relationships. Yeah. I learned that from the internet. Yeah. But on the good side of things, Clay just like drops some breadcrumbs and he's like, "Hey Kevin, come find me if you will."
0: I mean especially at the time this is. Like he Yeah. Yeah, he he made a big move. This was a really big move.
1: Look, I miss Moose deeply. <laughs> yeah. But I'm okay with Clay. Yeah. I like Clay.
0: Yeah. Uh Archie is meeting. He's going to his his best friend to figure things out, uh, and that is Betty. And he wants the sex book.
1: And Betty's like, "Okay, yeah, you read yeah. the sex book, and I'll just watch <laughs> you for an indeterminate period of time."
0: Yeah. So this leads into almost a almost a carbon copy of the dance scene, except for now it's not dancing. Oh Cause, no! Because Betty is like, "Well, we could." practice. We, we could practice so uh, seduction. Oh, yeah so I'll, I'll sit next to you and she's like you, you could you know ask me to sit closer. You ask me to get more comfortable and then she's like, I can touch you on the leg and,
1: and then, then Archie- the, the, for the
0: first time in this show and it's weird that I'm like it's, it's it's it feels so out of place for the show but also in place for, the show, for and like it, this episode. It is
1: so jarring to watch this because this is a man who is almost 30 doing this. Yeah
0: but it's it feels so real. Like, so Betty touches his leg, and then there's no subtle way to say this. Archie gets a boner and gets freaked out and, and like, puts, covers himself with, with a...
1: well, this stuffed animal. Yeah.
0: And, and admittedly, Betty goes for it. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, it's, it is a good sequence of teenagers, played by 27-year-olds, <laughs> um, doing teenager things that feels absurdly real
1: yeah it's honestly so realistic and so good but funny and like part of me wants to be like oh what you got your first boner when you were 16 no he got it's
0: the first time he got a boner in front of a girl who was definitely going to touch it and
1: he's so embarrassed and he runs out of the room with the stuffy over his lap
0: oh kj appa gives it this episode all right, so this leads us to the makeout party. Um, this, I believe, this penthouse is far too small for this nonsense. Thankfully, yeah. most people will leave.
1: So, be- or if Veronica keeps saying there are like hidden corners in the Pembroke they can slip off to. Like two, there is not.
0: There's like two bedrooms and an office. I guess that's
1: probably. I you guess know? she thinks people will like go downstairs to the lobby to make out. I don't know what I mean n- now too,
0: because they keep saying a make-out party. This is a sex party. It's people, a sex party. That, that's just a way to say it. Now, uh, two people have arrived that are kind of unexpected. Midge is there, and, and Fangs, Fangs is, is there.
1: So I thought from last episode that Fangs was not a high school student. <laughs> like, I thought he was like a grown man who wants to be a rock star. No he's,
0: he's, no, he's a high school student who wants to be a rock star.
1: No, and I think he's Tony's gay best friend.
0: Um, I mean, he's yeah he's, he's the very least bisexual.
1: They, they play it very like, oh, oh, yeah, you go seduce someone. Yeah, no, you go seduce I someone. Mean, th- Ooh. I, I think
0: he's in this scene to be quippy. It's like somebody needs to... The thing is everybody else in the scene currently is going through such serious things. They need someone there who's a bit more lighthearted. It's Um, just...
1: Before we get into it, this is challenging for me because we literally just watched season five and season six, mm -hmm. which were very built up for me to make Fangs in Tony Endgame. Yeah. And I know the show feels differently, <laughs> but y'all did it wrong.
0: I mean, the thing is, their chemistry translates very well also to friendship. It does. Um, So the first game and the only game they will actually play is that all the guys essentially just picked out an envelope with a number on it. That number is a girl. That is the girl they will kiss. Um, So it's just random kisses. Yeah, feels sure. about right.
1: So Fangs will try to kiss Cheryl. She's. Not there for it, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. He pulled Cheryl. Um, Kevin then pulled Midge. Midge, for her part, she was very excited. She hoped she got fangs. She Midge didn't. is just excited to kiss anybody,
1: yeah. She would have loved to kiss fangs, but Ooh, if she gets to kiss Kevin. Yeah. That's good, too. Midge is out
0: for anything, like, she just wants to kiss someone. And you know what? Go for it, Midge. You good were dead it, before. Uh, Jughead gets Betty, and they do the music cue but there's not like a
1: there's no chemistry well
0: there, well no there's not like a follow up to it at any point i guess you could i think this is just a reference to the earlier thing it's
1: historical yeah, chemistry I, I don't
0: think i don't think they're setting anything up there no. because so much of this is betty and archie and kevin but it is funny they shake hands cuz they've never met before <laughs> um, and then they kiss
1: okay so funny yeah. cute very weird because <laughs> Jughead is Archie's best friend, and Archie is Betty's next door neighbor.
0: Yeah, but why would that be weird? They're they should not dating. Have,
1: they should have all hung out before.
0: Yeah, Jughead's position on this is weird. I I'll I will admit. I yeah. will admit. Um It would be I I mean, admittedly, it doesn't actually feel like Archie and Jughead are I mean, no, they had the whole talk in the first episode. But
1: that was when Jughead Still had the memories of twenty seven. Yeah, years. but that's but, the problem. But
0: Archie, but Archie felt like he was a because he was worried for him. Yeah, and he was yeah.
1: talking about like, oh yes, they had the things. Like like they yeah. probably
0: should have met. Maybe they were joking that they've never liked. Actually, had a conversation. Maybe it was a
1: kiss thing. I yeah. don't know. I don't anyway,
0: know. Uh, and Archie, surprise, surprise, got the one who set this all up, Veronica. Who? And in a very in a scene that is aped from something else, but is still done very well. They have a very big kiss, and Archie gets her gum.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And then Veronica's like, cool, keep it. It's a
0: scene from something else. I know it is. uh, But it it was done very well. Uh, Now I want to bring up a fact that is upsetting, and was the reason that I think this was originally written for someone else, and they had to pivot it. Julian is there with his sister... (laughs)
1: Yeah, where they could have they gotten each they other.
0: Got it. Like, I know the odds are low, but you really want those odds to be zero.
1: And as a grown woman who often goes to events and other social situations <laughs> with her brother yeah. and an audience, Kevin and I do not look alike. No, no. So we are often confused for a couple. I mean, the
0: problem is that when it's like our brother with his wife and. Me and you, they're like, ah, two couples. And we're Double like, date. Nope, three family. Well, actually, four family. Yeah,
1: because because Kevin looks a lot like our brother. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, you, so they they make an assumption. It's not an insane assumption. It's not insane. Yeah. It's just awkward. Uh, but, and so, so I
1: would never put myself <laughs> in a kissing party situation with you, Kevin. Yeah,
0: good. So Julian, however, he gets the kiss with, with Tony. And Tony uses Julian to make Cheryl jealous.
1: And Julian <laughs> likes it.
0: it. Julian's down for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Once again, perfect Reggie. All right, so uh, everyone's now Veronica's like, well, now we all pair off. This is her plan. Yeah, there's no future game. Okay, well, now we all pair off. Maybe I'll pair off with Cheryl's like, I'm going with my boyfriend, Archie. Like, Veronica had no other plan than maybe I'll say Archie's name quick enough. Maybe my one kiss will change his mind.
1: And then the other couples will be couples. Yeah. So Uh, Fangs and Midge, because they did make out last episode, I think.
0: Um, Yes, they were making it. Yeah, yeah they had. So off. I only not to pay them. I guess it makes sense where they went.
1: Um, Betty and Kevin are obviously paired up.
0: Yep. Um, Juliet. Julian tries to be like, "Hey, uh, Veronica." So Veronica's like, "Hey, Holden Caulfield." Let's go. <laughs> I mean, it's not even. Let's go. Let's sit right here.
1: And then Julian gets Julian's a ride let- home. <laughs>
0: gives a ride home to Tony. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, "That ah, okay.
1: Tony's like, "I like a fast car. Let's go."
0: <laughs> yeah, they're definitely going to not say a word. But was going to be like, "You know, I drove, a, I drove a biker home. I'm pretty cool. We moved to um, Ethel at uh, the, the Cooper house and Al- oh, this this is like the, the most interaction Alice and Ethel have.
1: So Alice and Hal, Hal basically like watch Ethel go upstairs.: <laughs> And Hal's
0: like about to move, and I was like, "No, I, I called social services and she's going to school tomorrow.": and- It's
1: fine. She's not going to be here anymore. Hal.
0: Remember, we didn't mention at the beginning is Alice like being like it's fine. She needed to be here, Hal. It's so <laughs> so something happened off screen that oh, I think they're just weirded out by her.
1: She is weird. Yeah, like uh, they're not I mean, wrong.
0: I mean, Alice also Alice and Hal are mean and Ethel like they're very these are people who want a nuclear famu- family. Yeah, Ethel parents. It's like, remember how you said Alice is probably angry at Archie because his dad is dead? She's like, how dare this girl have dead parents? Like, that's, we, you know, that's not right at all. We
1: looked after her, but she is not happy and peppy and a cheerleader. She has not
0: said thanks once since we brought her home covered in her parents' blood.
1: Even though she was not a cheerleader before, why didn't she join the team?
0: Yeah. Um, and then we have... Honestly, maybe my favorite scene of the episode. And it's something that I didn't realize. I mean, I did kind of realize we were missing it because it felt very much like in the OC, how I felt like I was really missing a.
1: Marissa and Seth. Marissa friendship. and Seth.
0: This we is... get Jughead and Veronica just talking.
1: This is an episode I think I, or an episode, a scene I think I've maybe missed. The entire show.
0: It well, I mean, I'll say part of the reason it works so well is because of who 1955 Jughead and 1955 Veronica is. 1955 Jughead is the same Jughead, but 1955 Veronica is Hollywood movie person, which means her and Jughead can bond over movies. Yeah, and we do start out with Jughead bugging her about being like. Why'd you call me Holden Caulfield? No one just drops references. And she's, she's
1: like, like, I don't know, dude. You're a weirdo.
0: And then they, well, yeah, it's like, don't you think everyone's a phony? He's like, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just because I'm weird doesn't mean I think everyone's a phony.
0: <laughs> uh, it's the one. No, that's not the one that made the guy shoot Ronald Reagan. That was, I think, Taxi. Oh no, maybe that was.
1: No, that was Taxi. No, Taxi Driver. Yeah. yeah. Um.
0: So. <laughs>
1: it was um Jodie Foster as yes. Little Kid. Yeah. Right, right. yeah. Yeah. Uh.
0: So. Then he's like, okay, you know, tell me what your favorite movie is. And they both like Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. Funny, a movie that I think is referenced in the seven-year itch.
1: Oh, you might be right.
0: I I haven't watched seven-year itch since um, film school, I think. Uh, But I think that is a thing in it. Uh, Anyway, this is very, very cute um, and it's followed up by something that I actually uh, quite enjoy for, like, Veronica's. I'm really liking Veronica's character. I still think we need to reveal that she's a loser. This yeah. episode has so much more of a... Veronica is actually, a like, kind of a try-hard loser. But it still feels like, from the later things, she was way too cool in...
1: In L.A. In, in L.A. Yeah. I don't
0: think she should have been cool in L.A.
1: But... She should be small fish, big pond. Yes. Big fish, small pond. Yes.
0: So, like... I think that's great. Um, yeah. Now we get into a series of awkward sex, and I don't think we had awkward sex in Riverdale, so I'm glad to see it.
1: Yeah. So, so this <laughs> is like very reminiscent of like early Boy Meets World almost.
0: Yeah. Uh, so my favorite thing is that it's all filmed like I mean the only reference I can really give is Euphoria because Euphoria is like
1: very sexual.
0: Um. But <laughs> but it's like I feel that way. But the scene is like Betty essentially being like. Doing the thing where she's sitting next to him, uh, Kevin doesn't say anything. So she, then she slides closer. He doesn't say anything. anything. So she puts she, her hand on his lap, which all the things she was doing with Archie that got a reaction. Yeah, it
1: doesn't do anything. So she
0: just like sits on him and it's like.
1: And she keeps like she trying just, to move his hands up to her breast. She, she just, she,
0: she his hands hovering over her back. So she puts it on her back, and then he doesn't move. So she literally just takes one of his hands and puts it on her boob, and then she's just, like. Okay, you aren't you aren't excited by this. Like, no, no, I totally am. And she's like, "No, she's
1: like, you're you're not, not, Kevin. I read a book."
0: Uh, Kevin, I have felt a boner now, <laughs> so I know what that is. And you know, on Kevin's part, he does really try because he's going through something. He totally he is dealing with something very similar to Cheryl.
1: So speaking of Cheryl, she and Archie are making out, and Archie. Is not making a move.
0: Well, no, he he is. He like he likes very. He's like like slide up. He like very nervous. He's like, do I go up? Do a higher? She well, was like, don't no, don't go higher. No, no.
1: So he starts by just having his hand on her knee. Right. And then she's like, you can have your hand higher. Oh yeah.
0: And then he goes like a bit too high, and she's like, not that high. And he's like, okay, I don't. <laughs>
1: and then finally, he's just like, Cheryl, I'm so sorry. I'm very bad at sex. I just know that
0: because like your your experience with this. And she's like, a oh, what? What? Hold out. And he's like. Well, your your brother said that you like daylight college guys.
1: And Cheryl's like, well, I don't, but I would like to have sex to get everyone off my back. At
0: at first, I was confused why this did a sudden, because she didn't seem into it before. It was awkward sex. Yeah. But this has a sudden switch into her being into it. And I think, and I was confused for a while. It seemed like a very quick switch. But it's because once she learns that Julian was involved, she assumes her mother is involved.
1: Exactly. And she is correct.
0: Yep. So she pivots and she, I think, I'm going to say this, it's not confirmed. And I don't, and maybe. And maybe it it doesn't need to It could go one of either ways. She apparently has sex with Archie.
1: They at least have an aggressive make out.
0: At the very least, at the very least, she gets a hickey. But I do. It could even even not be from Archie. (laughs)
1: It could not be from Archie, but uh, yeah, she could have taken okay, that's a vacuum thing. cleaner. To her. <laughs> Frick, that's the thing. This is Riverdale. On any other show, I would be have like, seen the full sex scene. Yeah, and like she, his hand would have gone up her skirt, would have and seen that the top would have us come everything. off. We would like, but, but we, this is Riverdale. We, yeah, we
0: cut off with her. She shoves him down, and she sits on him, and then it cuts away. Um, this episode feels pretty full, so maybe they cut away for a different reason. But I do think the fact that we don't see it, it. At this point, I'm all I'm going to say is that she could not have. She could have. And I don't think either one is that different. Just like, I know some people can make an argument where it's like, oh, but she doesn't actually. And it's like losing your virginity. But it's also season seven.
1: Okay, but also, look, I don't want to sound like a dick, but like. also
0: if Cheryl has the same sexuality as she did. In the main timeline, she's matter. bisexual. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, and like, okay, so societal virginity is a construct. But also at this point, we have seen all of these characters for six seasons. Yeah. So them losing their virginity, like, does not matter to us as an audience Yeah, like, like,
0: they could have spent more time on it, but I think they did it just right. I just wanted to point out that that is still technically up in the air. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's revealed that she lies to her mother. In this next scene
1: and like intercut between these scenes of archie and cheryl and cheryl telling her parents is a scene where betty writes in her diary about how shitty the night was yeah and how much she really wants to sleep with archie this was
0: this was a well she wants to sleep with someone but clearly archie this was also a good an important scene i think to hear betty's thought process which is that like yeah she's like i want to feel wanted and sexy
1: Yeah, as you should. Good for you, Betty. Go, girl.
0: As I said, it's fine to want to have sex with people. Uh, So, and she sees Archie out the window.
1: And he is, he's he's, he's Archie. He's
0: not in mid-change, unfortunately. And I think that's a missed (laughs) opportunity.
1: It truly is. Uh,
0: So, uh, then we get the scene where Cheryl, like, shows her hickey off to Penelope and insinuates that she got pinned.
1: Freaking Penelope. Penelope, wants Cheryl to date a boy, but with no touching yes. ever. No, yes. Like which classic is why, wh- Penelope. Which is
0: why I love that. She's like, well, my daughter can't be gay. Oh, no, my daughter had sex with a boy.
1: <laughs> classic Penelope. <laughs> um,
0: Betty gives Kevin the sex education book and insinuates, we're going to have sex. You but,
1: read this book and you figure it out.
0: But I think he's going to read the section on...
1: The scale? The scale.
0: Yeah, or, I mean, just, so, so, maybe he just needs to read something about, you know, being gay. <laughs> that,
1: that gay people can exist?
0: Yeah, like, that's the only thing I think, is it ends with him having it. Uh, Tony checks in with Veronica, which
1: is weird. Weird. But So this is the scene I was talking about where I was like, sh- Tony's <laughs> in the school? And talking to like,
0: Veronica?
1: Hey, your party was fun. But I'm playing the long game.
0: Yeah, I don't. Okay. <laughs> it felt like they didn't know who to who to have this conversation with. So, like, I guess Tony. Um, we do get so. I really like uh, fifty-five Jughead and fifty-five Veronica as friends. I also do like that Veronica might misconstrue it.
1: Yeah, she's I like, oh, we connected. I
0: don't want Jug because I still think a good ending, and you obviously agree that yeah. she needs to learn that she can just she doesn't have to date people; she can be alone. And for some reason, I love the idea of her just being like she all. The only feeling she really knows is romantic and doing things like that. So she's like,
1: "We connected. We
0: have to date." It clearly has to be that thing, and I want Jughead to no sell her so hard, and then just be her friend.
1: Yes, and they can
0: like go see movies, and Veronica can learn to like be less uptight and more willing to be weird because like she picked. The creature from the black lagoon.
1: Exactly. That's not a normal that's, movie. That's not. That's not
0: like the cool high society, highfalutin like stuff you would say. She's not like, oh well, you know, I like some like it hot. Like, <laughs> that's, I I don't also don't necessarily think that's high society.
1: I liked Quo Vadis. I really love those Bible epics.
0: Yes. Yeah. That's what it is. Uh, <laughs> And then we get uh, the A end of there
1: because Ethel has returned to the school yeah. in non bloody clothes. <laughs> yes, they've
0: given her new clothes, but immediately as she gets there, her and Jughead are called to the office because. The police definitely illegally searched his train car. Okay,
1: 100%. Jughead left for school, and the police were like, cool, let's go into this random- This isn't a real house, car. so
0: we can go into there. We we're... don't need
1: a warrant. Who is
0: Jughead's-
1: Legal guardian? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's 16. Who had... And, like, I don't think legal emancipation was a thing in I the mean, 50s. I mean, think, I think
0: you could be emancipated.
1: But do you of... think Jughead did it? I mean- th-
0: maybe but like only out of necessity because they're like not around i'm just wondering where anyone is
1: yeah the show is not like putting enough weight on the fact that he lives in a police car with or sorry in a train car with a dog and the
0: police just went into his house and and ransacked it off of what what evidence did they they thought they have?
1: he was dating ethel they had
0: 1955s evidence is what they had uh
1: because with 1955 <laughs> evidence that they found some comic books. They
0: found the com- the comic book and the, the drawing and the drawing and maybe just saying maybe should I should have burned that. Yeah. Um. I'm actually fine with him not burning the drawing because you could make an argument that it's, he's like, it's very art. good. I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to destroy
1: it. it, it you know it, what he should have done?
0: It, well, Taking
1: it to the comic book store uh, or uh, publisher.
0: Yeah. What I was gonna say is that was should have done is Ethel should have been destroyed. it and he could he should have decided not to destroy it. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, but it's so good. They're like it. Um, Anyway, so they now, those who are now under suspicion, I'm going to say it was a good episode. I feel the ending was kind of weak because this is kind of exactly where we were last time, just now with
1: Jughead. Two of them. But
0: Jughead was kind of involved before anyways. And like, I'm
1: kind of tired of Jughead being like <laughs> accused of crimes.
0: <laughs> yeah. That
1: we know he did not do.
0: So kind of weak ending, but overall, yeah.
1: Yeah. Good episode. Very fun. Very 1950s.
0: All right, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. Go so this episode. Did you find yourself a CW moment?
1: Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment where Logic just, like, didn't burn things it should have burned? I did. This is, like, very, very small. But it was obviously a moment where Riverdale was trying to be like, hey. Hey, y'all. Remember the past five seasons? Remember the past six seasons? So when... um. Ethel gets taken to Betty's house because Alice is yes. going to do that. Yeah. And Betty's like giving Ethel clothes and telling her where she's going to sleep. Betty, like, for a very brief moment, like, very insistently interrogates Ethel <laughs> for an alibi.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She goes detective a bit too hard before she gets distracted. Like, she gets way <laughs>
1: Yeah. She gets, like, shaken out of it. And Ethel doesn't have one. And yeah. obviously the show is trying to be like... Ethel doesn't have an alibi. But but
0: also, like, she's like, did anyone see you before you went there? I'm like, it doesn't matter if someone saw her before she went there.
1: She could have killed them after she went there. Because
0: that's what, that's what, she went home and then her parents died. But it's like. Who she was, I I thought it was weird because I'm like, well, she was with Jughead before. But. But that's and like
1: it was very clear that like she went home to get ready for the dance, and then her parents, and her parents were dead in that period. Yeah, so and it, then she went to the dance.
0: So even asking what this alibi is makes no sense. Well, was there anyone who could who could confirm that you were at home alone with your parents? I don't they, know the murderer.
1: It was like the show could not shake the fact that Betty is supposed to be a detective.
0: Yeah, well, they made her ask a bad question.
1: Kevin, did you find CW moment?
0: Also has to do with Ethel. So in the scene where Ethel uh, goes upstairs sadly, and Alice, uh, oh, yes. Is- the song that plays The milkman is song Is about a milkman Yeah And at first I thought like Okay It's non It's not a real song It's playing in the scene As far as I can tell and That's I, a mean thing To do to her
1: I mean hell, He do suck But like <laughs> Don't play milkman songs In like, your home Like I know, When the child living in your home Says a milkman killed yeah, their parents I, Like the last
0: thing Like I know it, it wasn't Willie But the last thing At the very least She still seems to think That a milkman It's just It's an it's insane thing To do to her <laughs> child why would you do that to her (laughs) it would be like if somebody was killed by the mason by the manson family and you played marilyn manson (laughs) i know that timing doesn't work but it's the only reference i could get
1: so audience um we're obviously enjoying this if you enjoy it let us know on the social media it's podcast moa podcast moa at instagram at twitter and at gmail.com and y'all give us your ratings, reviews and subscriptions on Apple Podcast or your podcaster of choice. It's the last season of Riverdale. Let's get through it together with new friends.
0: Yeah. And uh if you'd like you to, you can check out my books. They're where they always are. They're at kevinweirdbooks.com.
1: And I'm over at flimsyplan.com. And
0: we will see all of you, each and every one of you next week. Does Veronica have feelings for Jughead?
1: Will Betty and Kevin have sex?
0: Who killed Ethel's parents?
1: Okay, we asked that last time. No, no,
0: last time we asked, did Ethel kill her parents? Okay. Wide open.
1: Yeah, yeah. For answers to all this and more, join us next week on Mystery Outsiders and Abs.
0: A teen drama fan cast? Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and start again.